Dr. Mike here. How important are supplements to a fitness routine? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. I'm speaking with Marie Spano. She's a registered dietitian and one of the country's leading sports nutritionists. Marie is the lead author of the college textbook, Nutrition for Sport, Exercise and Health. She's been on all kinds of TV shows. She even works with some professional teams, and I am very excited to have her on the show. Uh, Marie, welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Mike. I am so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I think this is really important because, uh, you know, and, and, and I want to make sure, uh, Marie, that we're speaking to like the non-athlete today, like, like myself. Yes. I'm, I'm an aging adult. You know, I, I'm struggling to stay in, in, in you know, uh, good health. You know, I, I'm, I'm struggling to get that that fitness routine going on a daily basis. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I need some help. I need some help with performance, with some energy. And so I'm really happy that you're you're on today to kind of speak to this. And I know a lot of my listeners are in the same boat, right? Uh, they're trying hard, they're trying to exercise, and I feel like, yeah, we just, we need a little bit help. And that's why I wanted to talk about not just supplements, but also food, uh, even types of exercise, and any other expertise you can bring to the conversation. So one of the things I wanted to start off with, um, a lot of us exercise, obviously, for the cardiovascular benefits. Um, There's even some uh, maybe uh, longevity benefits to daily exercise. But something that's becoming more important to Marie, to me, Marie, is just wanting to maintain strength and muscle mass. It looks better and it makes me feel better when I feel like I can uh, flex my muscles a little bit. So I want to focus a lot on what we do. Yeah, I'm a little vain, Marie. Sorry about that. I want to focus a lot of what we're going to talk about on, on, on muscle. And so how important in your, in your expertise, how important is it that we maintain muscle mass throughout life? It's important throughout the lifespan. In fact, I'm glad you brought up the regular person, not an athlete, because it's almost even more important for them because the starting point isn't as high, right? If you're an athlete, you've got a ton of muscle mass on. Later in life, you'll lose some, but you're starting from a a better place. But for the average person, muscle is our functional tissue. It is what helps us, you know, go for a long hike, pick up our grandkids, pick up our groceries, et cetera, open a, a jar that's really tough to open. It's critical to maintain muscle throughout the lifespan. And as we age, it's especially important because we start to lose muscle around the fourth or fifth decade of life in our 40s or 50s. And at that point, you know, it declines throughout time. So we want to start from a better place and we want to continue making sure we're building muscle throughout yeah, our lives. Yeah, and I like what you said there. You know, you, you mentioned just some basic everyday things, you know, being able to pick up groceries, being able to, you know, play with your kids and grandkids. And, and for me, it is personal. You know, I, I, I watched my dad grow older. He unfortunately um, eventually developed Parkinson's. But one of the things that really stuck with me was watching how he lost so much muscle. And he wasn't able um, in the last few years of his life, even just to lift himself out of a chair. I mean, forget picking up groceries. That was just, it, that wasn't going to happen. And so, I, I don't want and, and, and I, without sounding you know vain or anything I don't want to be like that I want to I want to be able like you said to go grocery shopping and carry my groceries out to the car and back into the house by myself even when I'm in my 80s right and so I'm glad kind of how you brought up some of those daily things that are that are important to us so so 
when you think about exercise itself, now you work with a lot of athletes again, but so, so you're familiar with a lot of different types of exercises, whether it's weight bearing, resistance, you know, what have you. What do you think are the best ways to exercise if I just want to maintain muscle? The best ways, weightlifting is number one, um, but you can also get resistance training, and that's where you're moving your muscle against force. Um, you can get that a number of ways. You can get it through a yoga class. You can do simple body weight exercises at home. You can go hiking, or um, you know, for some people, they like to indoor rock climbing walls. So all of those help build muscle, and are very important. I mean, for, and even for older adults, there's a lot you can do at home. NIH has a fantastic guide with, you know, all you need is a band and maybe some simple small weights. But yeah. there's a lot you can do to help maintain muscle mass throughout life. Yes, yeah, so, and how often should we be doing this? Is it is it two or three times a week? Is it really daily? What do you think? I would say ideally three or four times a week, but anything is better than nothing. That's always going to be my motto. Um but, you know, if you can fit in three total body workouts per week, you know, especially getting those large muscle groups, you know, whether it's our legs, our back, our chest, um, that yeah. one, that's, that's good. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I do. I like the resistance bands. You, you mentioned those because they're easy to use. I can do them at home. And I, and I focus just on the major muscle groups. And I, and I always have to remind myself, I'm not trying to I'm – not, I'm not training for, like – some, you know, crazy triathlon. I'm just simply trying to keep my biceps, my triceps, my chest, my legs yeah. just healthy and, and, and strong. And I have, to, and, and when I remind myself of that, then I'm, I'm okay with three to four, four times a week, you know? And, and so, um, the other thing I, I wanted to ask about, cause this is, this is something you hear a lot. Um, a lot of the, the fitness experts debating and stuff is when we should work out and, 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 or does it really matter? Is it best in the morning? Is it best in the evening? Is there really any research that helps us to answer that? It's really best when you're willing to do it and it fits in your schedule. Yeah. That's, that makes yeah, sense, that. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about you. I have to do it in the morning right when I get up because if I don't, I won't do it. <laughs> it's just the you way what, it is. You know what I find? If I do it early in the morning, if I exercise early in the morning, my head is more clear and I can work more efficiently. And also, I don't get those aches and pains if I'm sitting at a desk. Yeah. And my body just feels better. My joints feel lubricated. Um, but I do love working out later in the day. I think that, for me, is like my peak. I work out a little bit better at 7, 8 at night. But again, first thing in the morning or sometime in the morning is better for me mentally. I think, Marie, I think Marie, you're probably much more in better shape than I am because by 8 or 9 o'clock at night, I'm in my PJs reading a book <laughs> about ready to go to bed. I, I don't think I'm dedicated. To, so I, I like to get up. And for me, it's kind of funny when I do work out right when I get up in the morning and it's over with, um, I do feel better. Yeah. But I also, I'm just happy that I don't have to work out the rest of the day. And it makes me feel like I accomplished something, you know, right off, right off the get go. So I, I don't know. I, I, it's just a little debate you hear. And you're, you're the second or third expert that has kind of told me the same thing. What's more important is it needs to fit your schedule. You know, you need to do it when you're going to be able to dedicate some time um, and, and, and simply get it done. And for me, you know, that that's the morning, you know, obviously diet plays into all this as well. And, you know, we talk about eating healthy, eating fresh, eating organic, but are there any specific foods that you recommend that, uh, maybe we should increase as we get into the fourth decade, fifth decade of life to help with the muscle? Protein is incredibly important, and that would be the number one thing I would focus on. 
because if you don't get enough protein, you won't build muscle mass and strength. And it's very important also not just the total daily protein intake, but also getting enough at each meal because we can't store protein and, you know, get it later for use. It's not like fat or carbohydrate. Carbohydrate stored in our muscle. So, you know, if we're running out all day and we can grab a carbohydrate, we can utilize fat. We don't have a storage site for for protein. Oh, that's interesting. So that means, is that why a lot of experts like yourself, I, I assume, suggest that maybe you do uh, maybe a protein source, uh, whether it's a supplement or food source, 30 minutes, an hour before you work out? Is that is that a consistent um, recommendation? Well, some people, if it's been a few hours since you've had protein, it's a good idea. But otherwise, you can wait until after. Um, as long as you, you know, if it hasn't been, you know, four or five hours, you can go through your workout. If I had a you know, a higher protein meal and two hours later I'm working out, no big deal. Within two hours of my workout, I'll want to eat a protein-rich meal or a shake or something like that again. Um, so the timing really depends on your meal timing. Yeah. And, and what should I be looking for? You know, if, if obviously I'm, I'm eating more leaner cuts of meat, um, more poultry and fish, so I'm, I think I'm getting good you know, uh, animal protein and even plant-based protein. But, but if I want a supplement, what should I be looking for? Um, is it, is it a certain type of protein or is it really the amino acids I need to look for on the label? Help, help us to choose the, uh, a good quality protein supplement. Great question. And it, it's really the amino acid composition. And I like a protein that doesn't have tons of other stuff in it because the protein is what you're buying it for, right? You're not buying it for the vitamins, the minerals, et cetera. You can get those somewhere else or from a multivitamin. But whey protein is a source that contains all essential amino acids, and those are all of the amino acids that actually build muscle, so you need every one of them. Soy protein as well, egg protein, same thing. They contain all essential amino acids. If you get plant protein, look for one that contains two or more different types of plant protein, because you have to combine them to ensure that you get all those essential amino acids or look for a plant protein that adds those missing amino acids. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Since that's if great. you have a pea protein, yeah. it'll have some, some of the amino acids added. I think that's great advice. I think because um, I know I have a lot of vegetarian friends, even vegan friends, that do maybe a pea protein, a soy protein, whatever that is, but I don't think they're – combining the different sources and so maybe that's a conversation to have with them that's fantastic advice and again when it comes to actually taking the the supplement uh two questions so is it best to do a powdered form like in a in a smoothie or or can you do capsules and when should i do that is it best before or even during because i see people at the gym sometimes you know drinking a a shake or something why they're, why they're in the middle of a workout, or is it best to do it afterwards? What do you think? You know, it, it's not necessary to, to drink a shake in the middle of your workout, um, but really it, you can drink a shake any time of the day. For instance, I woke up this morning, I wasn't that hungry, so I had a protein shake because I knew I needed protein first thing in the morning. Um, sometimes I'll use that as an adjunct to a meal or a snack to ensure that I get enough protein intake throughout the day. And then after you exercise... Um, within about two hours after resistance training, you'll want to have a higher protein source. If you don't eat a meal, a shake is a great way to go. Yeah, that's great. So that's so for me, I kind of do what you said at the end there. I because I work out in the morning, 
I don't, I don't want to, I already have to get up early, right? So I don't want to get up even earlier just to drink a shake. <laughs> so I get up, I do what I need to do, uh, um, you know, whether I'm doing the resistance training, because I also do some cardio, whatever that is. And then for me, after I shower, it's usually maybe 30 minutes later, I'll do either the protein shake or I'll have a, a high protein breakfast. And that sounds like I've been doing it okay then, right? You've been doing it perfectly well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the other thing, uh, that's, that's protein in general. What about other supplements that, um, that you recommend just in general, again, for that non-athlete who's just trying to get into that routine? Um, I often recommend a multivitamin because a multivitamin can help fill in gaps in the diet. We don't eat perfectly every day or you know, sometimes it's hard to get every single nutrient we need. Things like copper, magnesium, tough to get in food, especially for those who are not eating a lot. Let's say women, uh, you know, we don't eat as much food as most men do. So it's difficult to get every nutrient. A multivitamin is an excellent way to fill in those nutrient gaps. I also like an omega-3 for many people. Um, It's good for heart health. It can decrease triglycerides, decrease blood pressure. It's also important for all the cells in our body, but muscle cells, um, you know, it incorporates in the membrane and helps decrease muscle damage. Studies have been done in novices and the elderly. And what's interesting is in the elderly, you can actually increase grip strength. And they fear it, which is extremely important, right? Opening cans or opening anything in the house. But um, they theorize it's because it decreases inflammation in muscle. Especially if you don't eat fish, I would recommend an omega-3 supplement. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic suggestions. I like the grip strength, too. Isn't that considered, um, at least in a lot of research, uh, that to be a good sign of overall strength, right? Being able to grip something and, and unscrew a jar or whatever. That's, if you can do that, that's for most people probably means they're, they're doing okay, right? Oh, yeah. In fact, we use it with the athletes. We use grip strength as a measure of basically CNS or central nervous system fatigue. Um, so if an athlete's overtrained or if they just haven't had enough sleep, their grip strength will go down. Yeah. And the elderly, a lot of times it could be a sign of decreased strength. It could be that inflammation in muscle tissue. Yeah. You know, in summary, um, Marie, what, what would you like the listeners to know just about exercise, muscle, and protein? Number one thing about exercise is, you know, don't, don't shy away because you can't get in an hour. You can't get in 30 minutes at a time. Something is better than nothing. You can even do it intermittently in 10-minute increments throughout the day. Um, You'll feel better. You'll focus better. Try to incorporate some resistance training. Bands are an excellent way. I'm glad you brought that up. They're inexpensive. You can travel with them. They take no room in your house. They're fantastic. They're easy to find ways to use them online. With protein, make sure you get enough at every single meal. Um, Usually for a lot of people, that's between 20 and 30 grams. For some people, especially... The bigger athletes I work with, I'll go up to 40 or 50 grams per meal. Um, add a, you know, I like the convenience of protein powders. Again, it's convenient if I'm not hungry, if I'm on the go, if I'm in my car, et cetera. Um, and then for supplements, you know, start with those two basics. Start with the multivitamin, start with the omega-3, and then work with a, you know, a health professional. Look at the information on the Life Extension website, and you'll be able to find some of the other supplements that will help you live your best life. 
That was Marie Spano. She is a registered dietitian and really, as you can tell, one of the country's leading sports nutritionists. I want to thank you for coming on the show today. And I want to thank you for listening to Live Foreverish. For more podcasts, head over to liveforeverish.com slash fitness. That's liveforeverish.com slash fitness. Please subscribe so you never miss a show and like us and share us and make comments. We'd love to hear what you have to say. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.